Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. Craig and Jeff are here once again. We're going to go over all of the big NFL news from the last week, which... Again, we're in this little lull. There's not as much going on. But there is a couple big name stuff definitely to get to. One thing that really disappoints me, and it's kind of it's kind of ruined my, my week here, Jeff, is I might as well just get right into it. I've been such a big Tony Romo guy all offseason, and now it's that dream is done. Romo has decided to go to CBS, and he's not taking over for Phil Sims. I kind of feel bad for Phil Sims, actually. <laughs> just, just found out yesterday his job's gone, and Tony Romo's taking his place. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, man, I'm just. I never thought. I mean, I think last week we talked about it. I'm like, wondering what's really going on. Is he actually not going to come back? And I never thought that would actually happen. Like, why would he want to, you know, not leave on his own terms? Kind of. And he, I guess, I don't know what it is. The money's too much there at CBS, or he just feels like he's going to get hurt again because he, he definitely has the talent to keep playing. Yeah, and it just I, surprised me. I don't blame the guy. To I mean, you have a great opportunity to get into broadcasting mm-hmm. to leave, and it's not even leaving early, really. It's he's thirty seven, so but, it's not like that's not yeah, early. No, so I mean, he's in a great position. So I don't, I don't blame the guy at all. But it definitely does kind of just not irk me. That's probably not the right way to say it, but. I really wanted to see him come back for another year, and I really wanted to see how well he could do with one of these other teams. I think it would have set up a great storyline, not to mention he was the only really solidified primetime quarterback left out there. Yep. Um, and so many people's values could go up with his presence. And now that he's not, uh, you, you know, you really two teams, Texans and Denver, both teams have a buttload of talent, and I think it's going to go just unused. I really, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to drop a little bit for me now. I kind of was Hugely. thinking he's going to have Romo, and it would have been huge for him. But, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, maybe does this open the door for Kaepernick? Butler? It has to, I mean, right? right? Like, they can't, Houston can't stick with Tom Savage, can they? I mean, maybe they will. I just, maybe they will. Maybe he's better than we think. I mean, you know, it was a very small sample size last year. Um, maybe they like him. I don't feel like that is a guy... That you want to be leading your team with that? Oh man, it just feels like it feels like a wasted opportunity. Nothing against Tom Savage; he may, he seems like a decent NFL quarterback, but I don't feel like he's a guy to be leading your team to the playoffs. And even exactly. if he gets there, he's not going to lead your team to a championship. Exactly. And, and Texans are good enough with with the right quarterback. I think they were good enough to make a run at the playoffs maybe, or in the playoffs. Maybe a guy like Kaepernick. I mean, he's on, he's led a team to the Super Bowl before. This isn't like he has done it. He's. And last year his numbers were terrible. They weren't that bad. I think he had a sixteen to four oh. touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, I, I mean it's. I feel like yeah, the I truth be, is, if I was them though, I probably wouldn't want that headache. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. It's the headache. besides for his numbers, that. you're just especially and then especially, especially in Texas. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would not be a fan well, favorite, especially after if you can't make it in San Francisco <laughs> with his views. You're not going to make it in Texas. And I think they're probably over the whole quarterback headache thing after Osweiler last yeah, year. But it does open the door for some other guys. And Kaepernick is probably still... He's going to find in, a job somewhere I really do think yeah, he is. I, I do too. I think... Well, actually, I'm... I still think he's going to find convinced. a job. Not a starting job, but I think yeah. he's going to find a job. I'm not convinced on that one quite yet. I think he's being punished. Um, 
And if you're, you know, if he's not going to be the starting quarterback, do you really want the headache? So I yeah. kind of get it on both sides, but it's unfortunate. Um, but it does open the door for. Well, I mean, Jay Cutler could get you know his fifteenth chance, maybe, and he's got to be better than you would think that he would be better than Savage. Yep. But you never know. Um, also, um, one of these rookies, perhaps. I highly doubt you want to throw them in over Savage, but it's always something to think about. And then you still have uh, RG three. He's out there. He's still true. lurking, and he wasn't the greatest, but he wasn't the worst either. Like he showed glimpses, and he's definitely better than Brock Osweiler. Yep. Um, so that's Houston, Houston sitting in the draft at 20, 25. I mean, if I mean, shoot, one of those quarterbacks I think will drop to that spot. Oh, I do too. I don't. I, I really, if teams are smart, they wouldn't take these quarterbacks that high. But definitely one of them, right? And yep. you, my guess would be you could probably get um, Notre Dame's quarterback for sure. But I think I think Watson will be there. He could. I mean, yeah, we still don't know with Watson and I don't either. And I think Trubisky Kaiser, will be the Trubisky. Trubisky's gonna be the first one I off the board, so. right? So maybe they some, like and, Pat Mahomes, Holmes, whatever his name is. Maybe from Texas Tech. He's a Texas guy. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech guys have never really uh, fared well in the NFL, but he could be the first. You never That's know. True. And with Romo, Romo himself said today that he's ninety nine percent retired, so <laughs> he's leaving the door open. Which I'm thinking. Dak Prescott goes down with an injury in the preseason. Tony Romo's starting quarterback for the Cowboys Week One. Certainly but I think that's the only. I I think that's the only situation where he's the yeah. starting quarterback. I mean, he I'm, might just not want to leave the Cowboys. Really, he might yeah. he might want to finish his career there. Um, once it's just sad. <laughs> I mean, uh, either either Hopkins or uh, you know Thomas well, at Denver. We're gonna reap the benefits. I'm just it, it surprises me too because like in P- Peter King here from Monday Morning Quarterback said that. He says, "As I give this quote, he believes the door is three percent open for Tony Romo to return right. to football." But what he said is, he he said Romo misses it, and he will miss it in August. I'm thinking if Romo really misses it, and he honestly has a shot to be the starting quarterback for the Texans with that offense, why wouldn't he take it? I feel like there's just it, maybe I don't think he, I, I think he wants to be with the Cowboys, and if he's not with the Cowboys, I don't think yeah. he wants to go somewhere new. I think not, that's what it is. Not too many quarterbacks in his position. Pretty much once you leave your team, usually you're not going to a better yep. a better team. And they're not better, but at the same time, they're a playoff-caliber team already with a bad quarterback. Nope. I mean, I don't have to say just, it as many times as I've already said it, but I, he couldn't have been put in a better position. And he doesn't even have to leave the state. I know Texas is big, but it's not that far. He he must ne- he doesn't want to play for the Texans. There, there's no other op- There's no other thing I can think of. Yeah. He, he, just, he doesn't want to play for the Texans. I, the only other thing I can I think, think of is he's, he is thinking for his health. True. Which is not a bad thing. He, I mean, he broke his freaking back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have anything left to prove. You could obviously he would yeah. like to win a championship, but I mean, is it really worth it? Do you want to stick around yeah, and I mean, potentially shoot, I can't get imagine hurt? Imagine how I'd feel at thirty-seven taking hits like no, that. I mean, even Peyton Manning <laughs> being possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, maybe the. Um, I mean, God, man, he had like nerve damage in his hand. He couldn't even like feel his fingertips and stuff. Like, there's no way. No matter what position you play, you make it out of this league intact, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I should. I mean, 37, he had a very full career, but maybe I should applaud him for not trying to, yeah. you know, make it a couple more years. All right. Well, today's episode, we, I mean, we already went over the Romo news, so we'll go over some more news out there with some of the big time players and some small moves. We'll go over pretty much everything that's happened in the last week. Um, and then also, we're going to do a little. NFL draft player profile on the three top receivers in this year's draft will be Mike Williams, Corey Brown, and John Ross. We'll give a little 
you know just talk about them a little bit more in depth than we've had in, we have in the past. And you know, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the FF Profit or check out fantasyfootballprofit.com or email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Not as much going on on Twitter right now, but we're just there to break news when it's out there. If something comes up, we'll you know have it go. If one of these players does sign here coming up, we'll make sure you guys know about it. So we might as well just start talking about some of the actual big name players. Marshawn Lynch today actually met with the Raiders today, which is interesting because he's still officially a Seattle Seahawk. If he were, and he's not even out of retirement. So what was said today is it says. Lynch will only play for the Raiders if he comes back. And another report says that he did tell the Raiders he plans to unretire. So it sounds like this it's pretty much just a matter of time now before this happens. They just have to work it out with Seattle at this point, I I feel like. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see what, I guess, how much he has left on his contract and all this, like all that stuff to get this squared away. But this happened way quicker than I thought it was going to. Uh, if I had to put my money on it, I would have said he wasn't coming back. Yep. But, man, he, he definitely had this in his mind. And I, I can't believe how much he wants to go to Oakland, really. It's, it's his hometown. Man. Yeah, he that, must really, must really want That's what he wants to do. And Oakland only has two more seasons left, I guess, there. So yeah, play, true. play for him before it's they're perfect. the Las Vegas Raiders. But it says that Seattle and the Raiders, they have been in talks about a potential trade. I can't see much more than them trading... Lynch for like a seventh round pick. That's all they should be able to get out of him at this point because he has really the leverage, I would think, because he always says say is he plans on retire. He files the paperwork. He's back on their payroll at $9 million or whatever it is. They're kind of screwed at that point. So they need to release him if they have to at that point or trade him for whatever they can get. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works, to be honest. Um, but yeah, if that's the only team you, you know. That's all he wants to go to. It's kind of nice for them, though, because if they really can trade him and get something, yeah, they get an extra draft pick and you don't lose anything. Yep. I, I think we're going to see Lynch there, and I just don't know what to expect. I think he, this is, he's going to be interesting now when it comes to the draft. Because my thought is we talk about it's auction drafts and we talk about value all the time, and somebody in your league is going to think he is going to be worth a lot I feel like he's going to go in a $200 auction he's going to go in the 30s I think easily which do you is think that's too, too rich much, for me it's too, I can't do it after not after or, having it. if he went for 30 at 30 I might think about it I was going to say I would actually be interested at 30 when he gets the yeah, high at 30 end. the only worry is he's I mean well what, I think all, all, my only thought process is uh, all running backs tend to get amped up because there's not a whole lot of, mm-hmm. you know, per premium running backs. And especially for Lynch, if he comes back, assuming everything checks out, he's going to be the guy there. And he's definitely going to be the goal line guy, too. I was going to say, yeah, at the very least, he's their goal line guy. And getting, I mean, he's going to get 10 to 15 carries with all the goal line carries. Yeah. That's kind of, he's not going to get the 20, but I think he's going to get 10 to 15 with all goal line carries. And that could be very highly valuable. I yeah. Mean, that really could. Why? Yeah, and I would be. I'm kind of riding but, his touchdown value. I have a. I. I. I can tell you right now. I'm not going to be getting Marshawn Lynch on my team though. Except that in. Um, actually, maybe I will because I already. I just picked him up. And I could keep. <laughs> I could keep him for eight dollars. Oh wow! This might actually change some of my plans. I could uh, actually keep Lynch for eight dollars. I hope if, he stays retired. If he, if he starts, if he comes back and he's the starting running back, I could have Marshawn Lynch for eight dollars. What the, what am I going to do now? I got to make some decisions now. This is why you scour the uh, the rumor. Do you mill do eight dollar Marshawn like Lynch or eight dollar Jay Ajayi? Oh, 
Lynch? I no. was <laughs> like, what? I'm going to have to trade Lynch to somebody yeah, for maybe could, like a dollar. You could easily trade Lynch. For a dollar, that's it. You could definitely get more of him. Yeah, I know. I, I, that'll be the plan. I also picked him up in our Dynasty League. Just, again, bring that up. Got to be got to be on it, Jeff. Yeah, that one. Go figure. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. He's going to go in that $30 range, I feel like. I think that's. Where I think. Well, I think you will, and that, that's assuming that you find out that he's going to be the lead back. And I which think we will. I can't I imagine think, he's not gonna, going to be. No matter what, I think we're going to believe that, and we're going to think he's the lead back. He's going to be ahead of Richard and Washington, which they were fine, but they didn't. To me, they weren't like, oh man, these guys are just amazing. They're just okay. Yeah. And there's plenty of just okay running backs in the NFL. Yeah. There's so many of those exactly, guys. and they're going to be the third down back. Like Lynch will be one, two, and goal line. And honestly, like those two guys, people still might think they have a lot of potential to be great and stuff. I kind of feel like in the NFL, especially at running back, if you're a great running back, it shows right away yeah. for the most part. There's these guys that have done it later on, but for the most part, when you're great, you're great right away. Yeah, and they, they know it. They hype I mean, you up. I guess we could say Lynch is a guy who actually came on later on, but most of the time... Yeah, he was always pretty good, though. He, we knew you knew he was good. Yeah, he, he just he didn't really until he got to Seattle. He never really. I guess he didn't have a shot as much. He was split time with Fred Jackson all the time, that kind of thing. God, and CJ Spiller. I feel like Lynch is so old. <laughs> like <laughs> Fred Jackson. He was with Fred Jackson and CJ Spiller. He's on the same team there. Yeah, that's crazy. But so he never really got a shot. But like, yeah, back those guys. I feel like NFL running back. If they're if you're going to be great, it shows really quickly. And so I think those two are just decent NFL running backs. They're not Marshawn Lynch. No, and so it'll be his if he if he signs with the Raiders, it's his job. It doesn't mean it's twenty carries a game, but it's his job, and he's going to do all the goal line work. Yeah, and and I'm trying to think what it would be like too. Because if you had him as your number two running back, you'd probably be happy with that. And that's yeah, probably in that thirty dollar range is what you're paying for a typical. Probably yeah, because I mean I'm trying to think what he would be comparable to in the other running back situation. Because how many other people like. How much worse would he be than like a Lamar Miller? I know that's what I'm. You thinking. know what I mean? Like, yeah. really? In reality, how, how, Lamar Miller is just okay. Yeah, fine. especially with no new quarterback. Why as would well. he be that much worse in a situation like that? Yeah, or uh, I mean Ingram actually because Hightower was actually signed by um, a different team, by the way. So Ingram oh, yeah, has was it, wasn't it the Niners? Yeah, it was Niners. So Ingram has one less guy to compete with. Not saying that that means a whole lot because it's the Saints and you spread it out, but. Ingram's a guy that his stock takes a little bit of a boost, yep. but I was trying to think if he compares with Ingram, or I mean, I mean, you know, a different situation. Like he's got to be you. You like him better than Hill or Bernard, you yep. know, like a Cincinnati type thing. You, I don't know. I he he. I think he moves his way up really quickly after you start thinking about it. If he's the guy, I mean, and he will be. He really will be the main guy. Like he's gonna obviously be split. I mean, he's definitely a top fifteen back, right? Because everybody splits time in the NFL now, so mm-hmm. I mean they really do. Like, well, most well most of them for the I mean that's and if they're not, you're, they are, you're, yeah, paying, exactly, you're, you're paying, paying top for, dollar yeah. for all of them. But he's going to be interesting. I just don't feel like I'm going to have him on my team because of what the value is going to be, and I I tend to be a little more conservative when it comes to certain players. I might go big on you know one guy or something but it's mm-hmm. the, I need to be more think it's a sure thing so I would probably stay away from it but if you want to take that chance I think he's going to put up numbers like he did not even 2015 more like 2014 he got hurt in 2015 and only had 3.8 yards per carry but that has, could have something to do with Seattle's offensive line it's been terrible I think the last two years they really haven't been the same but 
Could be he's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And speaking of interesting running backs, we have obviously two more to talk about. Um, nope. The first being AP. Yeah, and he finally I think he had his what his first visit of actually of the you know the offseason here. He hadn't had a visit yet, and it was with the Patriots. I know that would. Um, I actually don't mind rooting for the evil empire over there, but for some reason it just feels it just feels like everything falls their way. I don't think that AP will end up in New England, but it would just make sense, right? It's like getting Randy Moss at the end of his career, milking the last bit out of him when he was awesome. I feel like that could be the same situation here. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel more like what I've also read on it, where I think they're checking him out to kind of scout and see what he's got left in the tank for if they have to play him, maybe possibly sign him. And then on top of that, I have this funny feeling that they're kind of putting the pressure on Blunt as well, which is another guy that we'll talk about in a second because obviously he wants more money because of the numbers he put up. Yeah. So I, I think this is one way to do that. And we're going to have a, a word from our yeah. sponsor. Random stuff <laughs> popping up there. You know, that always happens. But, man, do you, do you see Peterson going to the Patriots? Can you see that actually happening? I, I kind of would love it. Just make everyone hate them even more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're just not a. I mean, uh, he, they had Blunt. And he did great. So Which, obviously, AP Blunt, again. I'm you sick. feel you feel like you can plug him in there, and he would do a pretty good well, job as well. Because I honestly don't feel like Lugarrett Blunt's that great of a running back. I never have. And I then did. we were just again looking up his numbers once again, just to kind of see what he did. Because I'm always down on Blunt. And then you see what he did. He had over 1,100 yards and 18 touchdowns. And I feel like that's more of the Patriots doing mm. that. And so I'm trying to think, Peterson in that offense, the touchdowns alone he's going to get. Except Peterson, has he always been the greatest of goal linebacks? He's been iffy sometimes. Yeah, and let's, but still, it, you I, never know what Patriots are going to do. And they kind of, I feel like as soon as they tip their hand, they're like, hey, we ran it with Blunt a lot. And this is also, and actually it's, it's kind of tough to tell because I know he didn't get the majority of his touchdowns in the first four weeks. But they also game plan for that as well, where they went run heavy a little more at times, knowing that yep. Brady was out and then had to get back into it. But 18 touchdowns is freaking a lot. Like, it's funny because, and I'm I'm sure you're, I know you're in the same boat as me. We never think that high, no. that highly of LeGarrette Blount. I see 18, I'm like, oh, jeez. That's that incredible. And you really know is. why he was that high up now. And, you know, and as far as... Running backs and fans go. I was always down on him. But I mean, he went over for over a thousand yards, and that's and Deion Lewis did go down. But at the same time, like that's still with everyone else that gets to touch the ball on New England's offense. Yep. And it's pretty amazing. Eighteen touchdowns still blows my mind. So, and he was only supposedly, according to Roto World, he was only getting paid a million bucks last year. Yep. And now he wants more, and I think Patriots are probably strong arming him, saying, "Hey, we could do AP or something like that." But um. That's incredible, and this just shows once again why New England is so good. Is because they get such production out of guys; they don't have to pay a ton. Yep. And that way, their money goes towards Gronk and Brady, and these guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame. And then you also get 18 touchdowns out of your running back. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Peterson's going to find a team somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be. I was going to say, I don't. I, I just have no clue at this point. Yeah, it'd be the Raiders always thought were an option, but it doesn't look like that. It looks like that's Lynch. 
Maybe the Lions. I'm I still, still I still the think Lions. the Lions are waiting around and see if he comes down and go and wants a cheaper deal. They could get something because the Lions have had just injury prone running backs. So they don't have the power back. Dwayne Washington's not that. No, he's not going to. He's not good enough to be that guy. No, absolutely not. And if you could, uh, and you definitely can't lean on Abdullah. Even though I, I really am excited to see what he can yeah, do he if he just, stays he healthy. Count on it for more than ten carries. In Riddick's you, a pass catching back. Yeah, but if you could have four of those guys, yeah. where you could give AP a, the lion's share of it, yep. and then mix in the other ones to keep try to keep everyone healthy. That would be a formidable backfield for the first time in I don't even know how long. Yep. So that would be cool. So I'm, I'm still leaning towards that. But other than that, I'm not sure where AP is going to lean. I really don't. I mean, Patriots might be the best option. Right. I, if I were him, I might think that's like, why not? You could get a you get could, a, try to get a ring. Exactly. You You're not going to get, get a, a big contract. Don't. I wouldn't worry about. That. He's made enough money at this point. You would think. Oh, uh, you would some think. Point, but in some, I mean, what am I? I can't really say much about what. He gets to take a couple million less. I mean, yeah. that's, like, that's still a lot of money. But, <laughs> but still, I feel like that might be his best option because what else is there going to be? I mean, really. I mean, say that the Lions, that opportunity, maybe. Well, I mean, this is his last know, opportunity to grab a contract, too, though. I mean, it 32 is. years old. But I don't think he's going to get one. I don't think he's getting anything more than a one-year deal with that's, little money. True. I just don't see it at this point. It, I, I really don't. Man, I'm trying to think I who don't. else, yeah. Anyway, enough speculation about AP. It's too hard at this point. I'll have to see who he visits. But, I mean, that's, I mean, unless you have anyone else, that's really no, that's it. Pretty, there really isn't much else. That is pretty much it. It's just these main guys. There really hasn't been yeah. much else yet. Mostly just running um, backs. Yeah, there, there isn't much much news going. Yeah, we said Hightower signed with the Niners. So he'll be um, Hyde's backup, which Hyde gets hurt a lot. So <laughs> I think if you're a Carlos Hyde owner... In a draft, you're going to be wanting to get Tim Hightower now because I think he finally has a clear handcuff. He didn't have that before. You didn't know who it was going to be, Sean Drun, Dewan Harris, whatever. It was always somebody different with Niners. So at least oh. he has a – I like when teams have clear handcuffs. It makes, yeah. it makes life much easier. And uh, um, just to round it out, Case Keenum was signed by the Vikings. Yep. So the guy that <laughs> led the way last year for the Rams – now is going to be, I don't even know, on the depth chart, probably third or something. Well, it might just mean Bridgewater's not coming back again next year. Uh, I guess <laughs> I would assume that. I didn't assume he'd come back right away. Yep. But um, So that's going to be Sam Bradford's job again, more than likely. Yep. Um, well, shoot. Let's say this doesn't really free agent news, but Drew Brees says he thinks he can play until he's 45. <laughs> I, I believe him, actually. And Brady, I think, does too. Brady thinks he oh, can yeah. play until his mid-40s at least. So these, well, these guys... We'll see. He never gets hit either, though. So we'll see how long his line... Just can you imagine? Remain spectacular. Brees played play. another seven years yet. Be a, that would be incredible. Be insane. I kind of want to see. I want to see these guys play till their mid forties. I think it'd be interesting. That'd but be ridiculous. These guys always think they can, and always around forty. Look at having Peyton Manning, and you drop off a cliff. Yeah, it happens. It's going to happen to Breeze. It's going to happen to Brady. They're just not. I mean, it happens so suddenly. Like they go from great to just. Nothing. Look at Peyton Manning. Look at how great he was. Yeah, lost all arm strength. Just, just, just completely lost it. All right, I think that's it for the little free agent news. I'm going to do a little little profile, a little preview on the top wide receivers in the draft for this year. Who, Because these guys are probably going to be some of the top fantasy players next year, like fantasy value. And ever since Odell Beckham, receivers that go in the first round of NFL draft get – just massively hyped in drafts, you know, for fantasy football the next year. It seems that happens every year now. You really can't get a steal anymore on one of these guys. 
So we're going to talk about these three players here. We might as well start off with John Ross. John Ross, obviously, I think most people know John Ross just because of the four point, what was it, 4.22 40-yard dash at the Combine, the fastest 40-yard dash in the history of the NFL Draft Combine. Like, that is just, that is some insane speed. And because of that alone, he was already looking at me at the end of the first round. He's gonna he's jumping up to mid-first round now status. And honestly, like, there's a draft, and I'm a mock draft from CBS, you know, pretty, you know, good place here. It's not just some random draft. They have John Ross going number eight to the Carolina what? Panthers right now. They uh, have John Ross, and this is this is a mock that just came out. Let me see here. I actually have the date on it. I think it literally just came out today. Yeah, it came out today from CBS Sports. So it's not like you know you're not getting some random site out there. They have John Ross going all the way up at number eight to Carolina. Now, John Ross, this is where it gets interesting. I mean, the days of. I guess wanting just big time receivers, big, huge, fast, tall guys, it might be over. John Ross only five eleven, only one hundred eighty eight pounds. But I think Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham have kind of changed that for him. Like five years ago, he wouldn't be getting this. He wouldn't be first round potential based off his height and his weight. Here, I kind of worry a little bit about him. The fact that he did have an, he tore his ACL in two thousand fifteen, so he's already had an ACL tear before he gets to the NFL, which is a little worrisome sometimes, especially for a speed guy. Yeah, but... And he's that fast after the ACL tear. Did just, not affect him. And the guy... It might have made him faster somehow. <laughs> the crazy thing, this guy is so athletic and just amazing athlete. He actually started three games at cornerback for Washington as well. When you're that fast, I feel like <laughs> you, want, you can play anything because who's going to beat you down the field? Yep. No one. He's, I mean, he's that. he was that good. And um, last year he had 81 catches for 1,100 yards and 17 touchdowns. So he's just beating guys deep. I mean, what do you do? Like, if he's that fast, no one in the league is as fast as him, basically this means. He's going to blow by so many teams, so many players. Like, if he went to a team like the Panthers, I mean, Cam Newton could throw a deep ball. He had had Ted Ginn. Look how many times he'd do that just to Ted Ginn. And Ted Ginn would become almost fantasy relevant just off these deep balls. And Ted Ginn wasn't that good of a wide receiver. He dropped a lot of balls. Yeah. Can you imagine was fast, John right? Ross in that Ted Ginn spot when he actually can make catches? And he's actually, he could be, maybe he's faster than Ted Ginn. I mean, he's faster than him, than I'm sure Ted Ginn was last year. True. That's for yeah. sure. Maybe not as fast as, or maybe not faster. I think he's as fast he's as Ted pro- Ginn. I mean, 40-yard dash, yeah. yeah, he's definitely faster. Um, you always wonder, because Ted Ginn was, I mean, a hell of a, just athlete, right? Yep. I mean, the quickness and, and the little nuances or whatever when you're on the field, he probably just played as fast as almost anyone. Yep. But, um, yeah, he wasn't much of a wide receiver. So, you're right. I mean, John Ross is definitely, uh, I mean, especially for the Panthers, yep. definitely could use him. But would you, and I know we haven't even talked about these guys yet, but, you know, out of the top three, at number eight, that is a large risk to take with a yep. smaller wide receiver. Cool. And this, I mean... I mean, I think the easiest guy to relate him to is Deshaun Jackson. And, yeah, that's exactly which is what the comparison is. Yep. Yeah, everyone's going to say. Yep. But, I mean, the truth is he's got incredible amount of speed. And, I mean, I think what every team is looking at for this guy is you can take the top off of the defense at any time. Yep. You can stretch him out because you're going to have to play for that. Yep. Would you take him over a Mike Williams, Corey Davis, who are, I okay. think, personally better wide receivers Okay, here's the with size. I kind of feel like, oh man, this is tough because it. 
I don't. I feel like he is that speed guy who's just going to beat people deep. I don't feel like he's going to be necessarily Antonio Brown, who's a little different. Yeah, I don't either. So what, I kind of feel like he would fit in better with a team that already has a big time receiver. Like, like Carolina is actually a good fit with Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. I like that. I like having a big guy, and then him just to you know just go deep where he's not the only. They can't just have a safety way out there on a yeah. baby. They need somebody else almost. Like another situation would be. I mean, I guess would be. Tampa, yeah, which Tampa did, did would be get a great one. Deshaun Jackson already, so they have that. I mean, really, player. every team could really use a John Ross. They could. I don't feel like I don't. But I wouldn't want it, him to be the number one receiver yeah. on a team necessarily. But if you're, if you're not yet, yeah. But if you're the Panthers, especially you have Benjamin. Yep. You don't have anyone else. It's just you don't have anyone right yep. now. Would you want to take a John Ross when you could get Mike Williams? Or Corey Davis, which could be your prototypical, and I hate that word, but the big wide receiver well, who are Brown, pretty fast. Corey Brown's only 5'11", too, and 10 pounds lighter than John Ross. Corey Davis? Or Corey, Corey, yeah, Corey, no, I'm completely wrong. Why oh, I was going to say, I pulled, I, pulled, I pulled up John Ross's stats. Oh, John Ross. And, I'm like, and I saw, the, I was like, what Corey Davis is 6'3". I'm like, it didn't make sense to me. No, but you know what you mean. He's, that's the problem. Are, are you... Doing it for talent, position, I mean, I guess depending yeah. on what... And first of all, that's not from the Panthers. Obviously, that's that's just what people are assuming. Um, I'm also looking... And people do fall in love yeah. with speed, but if I'm them, I love Corey Davis the most. I think he's a well-rounded um, wide receiver, and I think oh, Mike yeah. Williams probably has the highest potential. I think, I've always thought Mike Williams is probably the best prototypical, just top... He's a freak athlete. Receiver. I mean, he's so big. And the weird thing is, in this latest draft that came out, like you said, Ross is eight going to Carolina. I mean, these drafts are all mm-hmm. different, but it's, it's interesting to see. Number nine, they have the Cincinnati Bengals picking Corey Davis. At number nine. Okay. So eight, nine. And then number 16 is where Mike Williams goes to Ooh. Baltimore. Ooh, Baltimore. Oh, God. Sorry, Mike Williams. So what... Um, yeah, it's, it's funny, changed. though. It's changed. It completely flipped on its head because... And you show... It shows what the combine does. It pretty much... To me, yes, some people are allowed to kind of shine, but it also pretty much clouds your your vision of what you already know is true. And what you know is true is Corey Davis and Mike Williams should be one and two as far as wide receiver. And I think you can go either way. I think you could go Corey Davis because he's shown how successful he's been for four years. You could go Mike Williams thinking – he has a little more upside. He's an inch taller. He's played at the highest level and with a soon-to-be NFL quarterback. Yep. So, you know, you know he can do that. Or you can go John Ross, which awesome, right? He is insanely fast and great athlete. I think he'll be a, a very good wide receiver. But as you can see, even with a guy that – and like you said, I think he's more of a t- Deshaun Jackson than an Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think so too. Because he's not a – they, as far as I know, he's not a phenomenal route runner. He can learn all this stuff. You yep. can't teach speed. I get that. But if I was Carolina, who just had that shitty of a season, yep. I'm going for one of the other two guys that I can I can bank. I think both of them are just bankable. I I would go Mike Williams and Corey Davis over John Ross. I feel like for sure. And but and people love, but they're gonna fall in love with the speed. So I know do. he's gonna go well, up. I don't know in where in John the NFL. Ross in his in in his college career. He only had 112 touches. He got 23 touchdowns off those touches. That's an impressive number. It, it's insane. And, I mean, I can't take anything away from his speed. He played at Washington. It's a large school. You're playing against very good, you know, Pac-12. Yep. But, once again, I mean, you're also talking about the cream of the crop. He's definitely going to a team. He's definitely going to be useful. 
but I, I just can't see him going number eight. I think that's I think that's crazy. I think people are just I, I going like, the opposite way. You're just you know Raiders yeah. after the combine. You're just going for the the guy that threw the ball the farthest. Well, and what I'm thinking with him too, fantasy value, fantasy wise, he's going to be that hit or miss guy. He's going to have some weeks where he got, he's going to have four catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And someone will pay for him because yeah. the hype. Then he'll have three catches for 25 yards and yeah. nothing. I think Mike Williams, definitely, and Corey, I think those two have the much bigger potential to be every week players you're plugging in. I do. And I think Corey Davis has a better chance of making um, or having production early. Yep. I just have a feeling him going into a system with sure hands that can run the routes that yep. kind of knows how it's done. I think Mike Williams is going to be is going to be a beast eventually. I just don't know if it's going to take him a year to get going like like normally like yeah, rookies yeah, usually yeah. do. But you know, I, I don't see him as the the Beckham, the Evans that just get it right away. Yeah, it's I can see, I, and I think we I think we have been just completely spoiled by like that that Beckham Beckham Evans year. Oh, that like, ruined, yeah, right? that, that ruined everyone's. It like, wasn't even just them. It was Jarvis Landry was out there too, and there's just ridiculous <laughs> amount of guys that year who were just good, you know. And we've been kind of we were kind of spoiled by that. But I do think Mike Williams has the most potential to be that number one guy. I just don't know about. I don't know if I'd trust any of these guys next year, and it really just depends on situation. But I think Very I would true. still. I feel like Mike Williams would be my guy out of these three. I think I'd go over him over Corey Davis, honestly, and then John Ross would be my number three. But because Mike, well, he just he's just a really just a great receiver. I mean, his number you can't even look at the numbers. Numbers end up looking exactly like John Ross's. Like John Ross was what 80, 81 catches for eleven fifty yards and seventy touchdowns. So he had a, he had the big touchdowns. Mike Williams was eighty four catches for eleven seventy one and ten touchdowns. So John Ross has had the seven more touchdowns, which. In college, you can get those just by being fast. Yeah. In NFL, it might not be quite. What the is same. Uh, what's Corey Davis? Corey Davis's numbers: He had ninety-seven catches for fifteen hundred yards in nineteen touchdowns. Again, but he, he played, played in the back. Yeah. He didn't. The other but two those played. are still incredibly <laughs> yes. impressive numbers. Um, but you can see they're a little inflated. But and he didn't what just I do like last his, year though. He had ninety catches for a fourteen hundred and twelve in his junior season, and it, even in his it's, go back all the way to his. I mean. <laughs> His um, sophomore season, he had fourteen hundred and fifteen touchdowns. His freshman season, he had sixty-seven catches for nine forty-one. Like he's done it every year. Yeah, it's like that's why I love him so much too. And you watch him, and he has great hands. He high points the ball. He's and that's why I love Mike Williams and Corey Davis are both going to be able to be used in the red zone. Well, I think John Ross is the the deep threat that's great for teams. But I don't know. All three of them are great. But man, it'll be really interesting to see where they go. Yep. But if yeah, if I don't know if John Ross goes to Panthers, you did point out how how useful he could be, especially how good Ginn was. So would you start thinking about actually waiting around and seeing if he's going to be in a price you like? You know, I might like that's somebody I'd like to get him on my team fantasy wise because I think he could have the potential to blow up. I just don't want to spend a lot of money on him. Mm-hmm. But that is that does make it he could. It's hard to say which guy is going to be overvalued possibly because there's three of these guys are going to be in the first round. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's going to be, somebody's going to go for a little higher. I don't feel like any of these guys are going to go for way too much where it's going to be completely crazy. I really feel like any of them could be good values. I can, honestly, I could see them all going under $10 in an auction. And this, it could, it really could. This could bring it maybe 15 max, maybe I think at this point. And even though I, I joked about it, but 
Baltimore is not a bad landing space for Mike Williams, even though I'm not a big fan of their offense. Yeah. But who the hell do they have? Like, he could step in and potentially be number one well, right got, off the bat. They got Richard Perriman, who we well, don't know. Perriman, but he's and been hurt. Mike but. Wallace. They still have Mike Wallace? Yeah. So. Do they still have Mike Wallace? I don't even know. I think he's, I think he's staying with them. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, don't, thought Mike Wallace, is, I thought Mike Wallace left. Or I'm probably is, thinking of a... With Mike Wallace, I don't even... I don't even care enough. No, but... I mean, <laughs> he is. He, yeah, he, he, he is still with them. Okay. But he would be a, a top three guy guaranteed. And yep. let's be honest, like, Perriman... I, I do actually, he's one of those guys I'm going to kind of wait around and kind of see because his stock has been so low because he's been injured and he, yep. he, he had a lot of, he looked pretty good coming out of, you know, college. Um, but that would be a kind of a good landing spot. So you know why people think that. Well, and Clemson has a pretty good history of wide receivers the last few years. DeAndre uh, Hopkins, amazing. Martavis if they, Bryant, if they Sammy could just Watkins. Stop smoking everything. It <laughs> would it'd be awesome. I mean, their, their wide receivers are by far the most freak athletes ever. I don't know how you can. Get all these guys. Yep. Makes no sense to me. All right. Well, I think that's our little little more talking about those guys. So what? at the end of the day, Jeff, one more time, what is your order? I For even fantasy-wise. 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 Fantasy-wise, what is your order for I, next year? And I say this with a, a caveat, I guess, but of where they land. But for me, Corey Davis edges out to be number one, then Mike Williams, and then John Ross. By and John Ross is behind them by by a considerable distance in my mind for fantasy value right away. Yep. Um that that's where I would that's and that's how I would look at them too. That's how I would view them. What about you? I'd go I'd go Williams Davis then Ross. I mean, that's where I'm gonna stick to. How, how far how far away do you think is Williams? He's uh, not like he, shoulders I'm, gonna say, above? I'm gonna say if we're talking auction prices, I might spend twelve on Mike Williams and I might spend Nine on Corey Davis. Okay, kind of, it's not like, but that's really what I want. I don't want to go too much for. Well, how much player. would you actually? I like that with the with the auction yeah. values. How, how much would you spend on Ross? I'd probably I'd probably still spend like eight. Okay, Something so like okay, that. so uh, so he, Ross and Davis are kind of right there, and yeah, Mike Williams is a just, couple bucks it, with, more. Because a lot of times with the auction prices, you go back and look at your past drafts and how much money you really did just waste and throw away. Yeah, I mean, it's probably fifteen to twenty. Bucks. Oh yeah, it's a lot. So like, <laughs> like well, well, I do it. I do it every year too yeah. on on players that you're like these yeah. guys. You're kind of like I'm going to throw it out there. I have yep. the money. Let's find out if but I'm I, right. I always like to take a chance on one of those guys around ten bucks. That could be a rookie. Kind yeah, of a thing. Just to, hey, it, it's happened. I've hit on Beckham and I got what. I, Mike Evans. Oh and, God, yeah, you got you pretty much hit on all the big names so of that year just, before they were big. Just try try to do that. You try to hit one. If you don't, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to hurt your draft. No. So that's not kind of keep it like that. But all three of these guys, and that's obviously you think all three of you guys are going to be relevant or relevant enough I to at least put on your bench, at least to draft. We'll see what they actually do right. once it happens because we've seen a lot of these these rookie receivers that. Don't do anything. Like, we thought Kevin White was going to be relevant. He got hurt. We thought Brashard Perriman was going to be relevant. He got hurt. Philip Dorsett was a number, was a first-round pick. He did nothing. Like, it's... There's Very these, true. We think that now. Like, oh, these guys are great. And we look at their college stats. Look at their college tape. And they're like, oh, these are, they're amazing. Some can't do it when they hit the NFL. So I just want to point out, too, like, John Ross is a different beast because of how fast he is. Yep. But at the same time, Dorsett was that speed guy. Yeah. Like I feel like those Sometimes guys. Sometimes the speed guys might not be the ones who make because it. Because we'll I think it's hard to find a spot for him because you're always trying to put him in a slot position. You're yep. trying to. They don't want to put him outside, and and they yep. kind of get lost in the offense. All right. Well, I think that's it for today's show. I think starting in the next episodes, we're going to start doing division by division previews, kind of seeing what teams are, what what they have right now, maybe what they need to draft, kind of a thing. Just give it a little preview of that. We'll have. Next week, we'll have some more draft previews as we get going. Probably 
We'll probably do running backs next week. Talk about some running backs when we get to that. Oh, there's, yeah. So there's a couple of good ones. We got what? We got counting this week. There's four weeks left until the NFL draft. It's coming up pretty quickly. So we're going to try to do some draft preview all the way up, get you ready for that. So you know maybe who to target once you get going, be ahead of everybody else. I'll tell you. But we will get, be back with another episode this week. In the meantime, you know, make sure to check us out at the FF Profit on Twitter, fantasyfootballprofit.com, or fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com and we will talk to you guys next time.